Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a multidimensional energy light worker. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've always dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun and let's get started right now. Today is going to be all about how to deal with difficult people. So if you have people in your life that make you angry, make you lose patience or bring you pain, maybe they make you cry, or if you feel stuck with them, or maybe you even live with them, like your boss, well, you're stuck with them, or you live with your significant other or your children, what do you do? If you don't want to look for a new job or maybe divorce your family, (laughs) where do you go from there? I've had a lot of people talk to me about this. I do a lot of intuitive readings on this to help people figure out why they're with these people. I personally believe we attract these people to us for a reason. So my plan for today is to talk about why people seem difficult to us when maybe they don't to other people. I'm going to talk about the levels of difficulty because some are just annoying and some we want to avoid altogether. How you deal with them currently, right now, what do you do? I'm going to give you four tools you can try to shift who you are or how you deal with these people in order to be able to get along better with them or let them out of your life totally. And when all else fails, there's going to be a short meditation to be able to actually look at and release the situation and even the person you think you're dealing with. Because honestly, you don't release the being, that person. You release what you see that person to be, your appearance of that person and how they act around you rather than the core being of that person. And that'll make more sense when we get towards it. But first, I want to talk about why people seem difficult. Maybe they're too different from you. But what about if others love them and you're going, no, how can you see that? They're rubbing me the wrong way and I don't know why. So why did they do that? Well, maybe being different from you isn't an agenda. They want different things than you. So if you're looking at your boss, for example, and they're difficult, they want you to come and commute to your job and you want to work from home because you want different things. Your agendas are different. You both want to do the job, but for some reason they think you need to go into the office or into wherever the, the job is located. Maybe if you're dating, you want to date around or they do and the other person wants it to get more serious and you're going to, ooh, no, they're too annoying. That definitely is a time when they seem difficult because it's like, no, what do you mean you want to date around? I think I love you. What What are you doing? Why do you need to do that? Or maybe it's the other way around where you don't really like them that much, but you've been dating for a while and you're going, eh, you don't know. And they think you're difficult because you don't want to. You might have a different temperament from the person. You might find that somebody has more anger than you do, or they're more competitive. Maybe they're more depressed and you just can't seem to deal with that because they complain all the time. Or they're always about it being the other person's fault. So they're Mr. or Ms. victim mentality, and you're going, I can't deal with this person anymore. That's a time when they're going to seem difficult, right? They may have different values. 
morals, our beliefs. And maybe you find them being narrow-minded because their beliefs are just different than yours. But to them, they may find you narrow-minded or way too open-minded of things that they don't believe in. If you don't like someone who is a thief, maybe you will find them difficult because you won't know how to deal with somebody if they, they do something that's against your moral code or your values. You might also find somebody difficult because they're at a different vibration from you. And I talk about vibration all the time. But if you're a new listener, what I mean by that is that the vibration is someone, if you're happier, if you have more hope than people normally do, if you're more joyful or peaceful, you're going to have a little bit of a higher vibration. The heavier vibrations are the ones that are like anger. They're the underlying heavy feeling, the pain, the depression, things that make you feel heavier. It's actually a lower vibration. It's a heavier vibration. I'm not sure if technically heavier and lighter are correct, but lower and higher is either way, it feels the same way. You feel higher, you feel brighter when you're in a peaceful or joyful mood, don't you? And if someone's always down, you can't lift them up all the time. It gets exhausting. They may seem more difficult to you. And sometimes we just see a phoniness about somebody and others don't. We think that they're ridiculous. We think they're not being true to themselves, or we think they're just putting on a face that others don't see it. They see them as being totally real and you find them terribly difficult and abrasive. And yet maybe they aren't being phony, but you just don't see it. Ultimately, I think it's about a lesson. The lesson that you'd want to learn, it's why they're in your life. So if you look at why someone's in your life, you may think they're just to be annoying. But honestly, if you look at what you're supposed to learn from somebody, you need to look deeper. If you don't learn the lesson, others will just continue to take their place. Or maybe the same person will. And you may have seen this. With people that you're looking on the outside from, you see, oh, look, they're dating the same person. Or they're marrying the same person. And it's not the same name and the same face, but they're treating them the same way. It's the same disconnect in that relationship. And you can see it, but they not necessarily can. And if it's you, you may not see it if you're doing that. If you have, maybe you have the same kind of boss all the time. They don't appreciate you. They treat you the same way that you don't like. They're annoying. They're pushy. They're mean. They're whatever they are. They put you down. Whatever it may be, maybe you always have the same kind of boss. There's this difficult person you're dealing with. Maybe it's a situation that you're having trouble with, with a type of job or something that, for example, let's say the kind of lesson that you might need to do is you see that the person that you're dating is the same type of person. Like I said, they're treating you the same way. The pattern is there. If you look at yourself at the lesson with that difficult person, you may find that everybody else that you've had in your life is trying to teach you the same lesson. Maybe you're supposed to learn, and these are just thoughts out there in the world. They're not your lessons necessarily, but maybe you're supposed to learn that you have more power that you can live your life from your authentic self and people aren't going to put you down. Or you won't care because you have this power to do that. You don't question yourself at every turn if you have that. You don't wonder if you're doing the right thing. Or maybe you're supposed to love yourself more because you put yourself down all the time. And so does everybody else because they're your mirror. This is a concept I learned a long time ago. When you look at somebody, look at them as though they're you. What are you supposed to learn from that person? Is any part of that annoying part that they're acting with you something you do? I know we don't always want to admit that to ourselves. I'm the first to admit that part. 
But sometimes when you see somebody who's complaining about something all the time or doing something, they may be magnified what you don't like about yourself. You may go, oh, look, they're complaining all the time. I hate when I do that. And I've been doing that. Or maybe you're gossiping when you don't like that. And you get caught with somebody who's gossiping all the time going, I can't get away from this person. I hate this. It's something to learn. Or maybe you simply learn that you don't have to take this sort of thing from people. You don't have to allow them in your life if you don't want them. We're going to get into this a lot more in the next section. But at first, I want to get into what determines the level of difficulty for you. Because there is annoyance versus flat-out emotional overload, exhaustion, and all the way to avoidance. How difficult is this person? How do you react to them? Are they just annoying? Do you feel exhausted when you leave them? Or like your mind is buzzing going, I should have said this. Oh my God, they're driving me crazy. And do you end up trying to avoid them because they're so annoying? One thing you need to look at with this is how deep is your connection with this person? How invested are you in this relationship? Because if they're just an acquaintance or a coworker or a distant relative that you only see at gatherings, honestly, it's really not the big a deal, right? You can find a way to deal with those kind of people generally. The coworker you don't really work with much. Those people that you just sort of run in at the old-fashioned water cooler over the coffee machine or something, they may be annoying, but if they don't impact you in your life, eh, you'll find a way to deal with those. And I'll give you some ways later. Now, if they're friends that are not close friends, but pretty decent friends, you see more than acquaintances, maybe a not-so-distant relative that you see a little more often, or a coworker that you actually have interaction with, well, that's another level of connection from the first set, right? You may have more investment in that relationship. Now, if they're a close friend or a spouse or a child or a parent or a sibling or heaven forbid someone you live with, these people are going to be a whole lot more upsetting if you feel like there is a difficulty dealing with them. Other people, to remind you, they may not get why you're so upset with these people. You may find that there are past issues that are magnified in the even say the tiniest little thing to bother you. You blow up because it's the last straw, the camel's back that breaks the camel's back. I think that's how it goes. It's just one too many things. It's a reminder of something that happened in the past. So you lose it. Other people watching will go, wow, now that's a difficult person when you're reacting to somebody else. So just be aware of all these different types of things. However annoyed you are with them usually depends on the connection level you have and how invested you are in the relationship. So the more upset you are, the more you really care and the more you want it to work out. So keep that in mind when you're reacting to people. The third thing I want to talk about in this segment is how do you deal with these people right now? And is it working for you? What is your go-to response? Now, your go-to response for one person could be totally different from your go-to response for someone else, which could be totally different from your go-to response for a situation. You might distance yourself from certain people. You might snap at them and have zero patience with them, depending on who this person is. Maybe you roll your eyes when you see their phone number come up on your phone and you just don't take their calls. Now, if you're as old, I won't say as I am, but if you're not the 20, 30-year-old person here listening, you'll remember a time when you didn't have caller ID, you know, where you knew who was calling, you just picked it up and then you go, oh my God, when you got the call from somebody you didn't want. Now we're a little luckier. We can, it's easier to avoid phone calls. 
But maybe even when you're in the presence, you roll your eyes at somebody because you can't help yourself. Or maybe you just stay and you take it because it's your boss and you have to. But you go home and you complain and you blow up at your spouse going, oh my God, I can't stand this person. This person's driving me crazy. What's your go-to response? An example of this hit me over the head when I was at a workshop. Now, I was a participant. It wasn't one that I was leading the group. But there were a lot of people in this group. And we broke off into just three people. And we were working on how we interact in a relationship. This workshop was all about being your true self. How can we be our true self in this particular interacting in a relationship? Now, we were discussing things, and we couldn't seem to get anywhere reaching a consensus about something. And we called one of the facilitators over to help us. And they, I have to say, saw from a third-party perspective what we couldn't. Because one person was on the offensive in the discussion, one was on the defensive in the discussion, was making a lot of excuses, and I sort of just held space, keeping quiet, listening, and saying things occasionally to try and help calm the waters or to make people think more, which works really well for a life coach and as a friend, I think, but not so much in that type of discussion. When the facilitator pointed out how we were reacting, we all really agreed that that was our go-to reaction. So what is your go-to reaction? Because as you shift and you work on that, you're going to realize that sometimes we might be a little touchy about certain issues past history, certain times in our life or our day or how we're feeling. And sometimes maybe we take it, as my dad used to say, on the chin and just try to ignore what people say, because even though it's kind of beyond acceptable behavior, we don't want to deal with it. They're not important enough people to us, or maybe they're too important and we don't know what to say. I want you to be aware, and I'm going to repeat this later, if you let something go for a long time, you may snap because you don't want to take it anymore. And that's when people lose family, when they lose important friends or get fired. It's better to work on your reactions to the difficult person before you reach that stage because you want to honor yourself. You don't want to make excuses for others. But most importantly, you want to be able to live your life authentically and not let the other person be your power and take it away. Let's assume first off that you've either already spoken to the difficult person about what you perceive the problem is and nothing's changed. Or you don't feel comfortable talking to them. Boss, spouse, not sure the reaction isn't worth the trouble because they maybe don't see the person that often. These are different options. And the tool you use may depend on three things. It may depend on who the people are, whether it's a relative, a coworker, how often around them that you are, so how often do you interact with them, and how annoying they are. The first tool you can use is to figure out the lesson. And this may be the only tool you need. Because the person, it's interesting, when you figure out the lesson, a lot of times the problem just stops. So take a step back, like a third party. Why does this person get your goat? Why do they bother you? The example I gave before about dating the same person over and over again, either the same person or different named person, like today it's Larry, tomorrow it's Mary, and the next day it's somebody else. And you're going, they're treating me the same way. These are all failed relationships why. If you look at why this isn't working, why is this person annoying you or why are they not able to be communicative or something? Maybe what you're supposed to learn is that you have more value than what you're giving yourself. Maybe you're supposed to love yourself more or treat yourself better. Maybe you're supposed to take your power back, like I said earlier. 
If you can figure this out, a number of things are going to happen or could happen. The problem may just stop. The person may stop acting that way around you automatically because you've learned the lesson. You may also find the person leaves your life because they haven't learned their half of the lesson yet that they've signed up for, so they may leave. You also may find that you get a deeper connection to the person because they don't have to be that difficult person for you anymore because that lesson is learned. So now they can just be themselves. They may totally shift and you're going to go, what happened? They may react that way around other people, but it won't be around you anymore. So keep looking deeper for the why of the lesson until you get your aha moment. When you go, oh, that's why they're in my life. They're supposed to teach me that I can do more, that I can be more, that whatever it is, that's the, I'm going to say the hardest and the easiest thing to do. Because if you can figure it out, which sometimes can seem difficult, the response is almost immediate and that's the easy part. Keep that in mind. Figuring out the lesson is big. The second thing you can do is change up your reaction. So if you're always angry or you always roll your eyes when you're around this person, do something different. Even if it kills you, surprise everybody. If you need to, act like you care. Talk to this person and go, oh, yeah, tell me more when they're driving you crazy. And they'll go, what? Maybe instead of that, you ask them, oh, why? What's happening with you? What, why do you feel that way? What is it about this that you're complaining? I mean, you, you can find a way. An example is they're used to you acting the peacemaker and getting in the middle when there's a, your siblings are fighting or your kids get in an argument. And maybe you take the opposite side of an issue normally. But this time, if you normally are the peacemaker, you step back and say, you know, you're adults, if they are. I'm sure you'll figure it out and then walk away. They may look at each other and go, what? No, wait a minute. What that, that wasn't supposed to happen. Because your role doesn't have to be your regular one. You can change the whole dynamic of your situation if you just switch up your reaction. Just change it to what they're doing and how they are. The third thing you can do, and this is more of a spiritual thing, is you can wrap them in a love bubble or wrap yourself in one. And what I mean by a love bubble is if you can't get away from the person or figure out a way to change it, you can see a bubble or something around them, force field, and see them so happy that they won't be hurtful or angry. You can do it every time you know that you'll be seeing them as you like approach the office or as you approach home if it's someone who lives there. Or you can do it as they're walking up to you if you need to because you forgot that you were going to see them or you're doing something else and all of a sudden they're in your face. You can all of a sudden put it up there. Now, they may feel really uncomfortable in that bubble, so it may not work. Other people will shift right into a better space. You just don't know until you experiment with this one. But the other thing you can do is put yourself in a bubble. Everyone that's approaching you shifts their intention if it doesn't match your vibration. So if you wrap that bubble around you that's love, peace, and joy, people as they approach you, every once in a while, and I had somebody do this, I saw somebody that I went, oh God, it's them again. And you know that feeling. I'm sure you have somebody in your life you do that too. I wrap myself immediately in this bubble and they started, they were walking right towards me with this look on their face like, I have this horrible thing happen to me. And they stopped abruptly and they turned around and walked away. And I went, okay, that was weird. I did the same thing with the same person another time. And instead of walking away, they stopped short. Their whole face shifted and they walked towards me and started talking about something that was good, something that was positive. And I thought, oh my God, this stuff works. Because honestly, you have to keep experimenting to see what feels right for you when it comes to spiritual tools. 
The one thing that doesn't normally work, so you know, especially at the office, is if you wrap your desk, your cubicle, or whatever you have in the love bubble, because if you leave that space, they may lie and wait for you. <laughs> sort of kidding, and I'm sort of not. If you go to the copier and you've left your desk, you may find them there and they may pounce on you with whatever they normally say to you that you wanted to avoid in the first place. So make sure you don't just do the area. You wrap it around yourself. It's something from experience I just want to let you know about. Be aware that if they get too uncomfortable in that bubble and it doesn't work if you wrap them in the bubble, they could leave. So make sure if you wrap your spouse or your child in the bubble and you don't want them to leave, that you watch for the reaction that they are having. And then adjust it accordingly. Maybe don't make it quite so thick of a bubble, not so much love, or maybe you just wrap yourself in it instead. Just pay attention so that you don't have any issues with that. And the last thing before we get into the guided meditation, you can distance yourself. If you can't figure out the lesson, if necessary, and it's not too hard, you can, if it's a distant relative or a friend, kind of in quotes there, air quotes, you only see in, in larger groups, or a coworker you don't really work very much with, you might be able to distance yourself a little more. So for example, if you're at a family gathering, you can stay with a bigger group. If there's Aunt Heidi that always complains about everything, or Uncle Matthew who always talks about all of his ills and you really don't want to go there, or Aunt Frida who's always trying to marry you off and finds all these single people to date, or just complains that you haven't been married yet, you can get a cohort to help you out. Somebody else in the family who can keep an eye and rush over if you get stuck alone with them or just try not to ever get stuck alone with them. You can also try and shift the conversation to safer waters. Or if all else fails, just make an excuse. Excuse yourself, say you have to go to the bathroom, or help in the kitchen, or whatever you can do, any excuse not to stay there to make you uncomfortable, because you don't need to do that to yourself. The four things were, figure out the lesson, change up your reaction, wrap them or you in a love bubble, or distance yourself. Now I want to get into the guided meditation in this section, because when all else fails, or you can start with this actually, I want you to think of one person that you can work on right now. I want you to realize that this annoying or hurtful person may be fine with others. So it isn't the person themselves you'll be releasing, but who you think they are, how you perceive them to be, which is how they act around you. Okay, so I'll explain a little more as we go into this. So just relax, sit wherever you can, and I want you to breathe. You're going to be counting down from five to one, and I want you, with each number, to feel more and more relaxed, more and more safe, and having this person not bother you at all as you're getting more and more comfortable in this feeling. Five. Willing to face this issue, knowing that this is a good thing to do, that it will make you feel better. Four, getting more comfortable, breathing easier, feeling safe, knowing that this will bring you some closure or at least some feeling of being comfortable around this person. Three, Seeing your mind relaxing, floating along. Two, having your body relaxing more and more, sinking into wherever you're sitting, allowing yourself 
to get more and more comfortable. And one, feeling safe and ready to see this person that is a bit difficult for you, or very difficult for you, standing in front of you. There's a wall between you and them, so that you are safe, but feel your normal reaction to them. How do you feel it in your body? Is there a particular part of your body that you feel this reaction to them in? Is it your gut? Does your heart clench? Or your mind feel like it's spasming? Maybe your throat closes up? Do you want to run and hide? What's your normal reaction in your body? And then look at your mind. What are you thinking when they come up? Are you just thinking, how do I get away from this person? Do you think, what a pain in the, you know what? What are you thinking? Still feeling safe, that person is behind a glass on the other side of you. What are you feeling? So what's in your body? What's in your mind? And what's in your emotions? I want you to realize that what you're feeling is not the person, but it's how you perceive them to be. It's like an overcoat that they put on when they're around you. I want you to ask yourself, what is this lesson that I need to learn? What is it about myself that I could learn from and grow from and be a better person from if I learn this lesson around this person? Watch as they take off that overcoat that you put on them, the overcoat of how they are reacting to you. Watch them take it off. Watch it float away and dissolve. And see that person as the shining light that they truly are. See that person as a being of light. Knowing that this human existence is something that they are simply putting on to learn lessons and to interact. Tell the person thank you for teaching you the lesson that you're working on with them. Thank them if you've learned the lesson and tell them that they're released from it. They can continue to learn their half of the lesson if they need be with someone else because you've learned that lesson. Tell them it's okay to be their true selves around you. They no longer need to act in the way they were. And ask for the highest lesson if you have trouble releasing. Realize that you can release whoever you want to in any way you want to by realizing that this way that they're acting around you is not their highest self. It's not that being that you think it is. Uncle Fred is not that negative, awful person. They are simply acting that way. Allow that part of their character to release so that they don't need to speak that way around you. Again, that overcoat that they were wearing is one that was there to help you learn whatever that lesson was. So anytime you need to release someone, you can use this technique. Realize they are not who you see them to be. They are so much more. They are a shining light. They are someone that is 
a spiritual being. Allow them to be released from teaching you the lesson, and they will shift and change around you. I want you to breathe in this feeling, this releasing feeling of that person and of your ability to release people in general. They're difficult. You can release that. You can let it go. And you can learn whatever lesson you need. I'm going to come up now. Number one, breathing in that lesson, knowing that that person no longer needs to be difficult to you. Two, seeing that person brighter and brighter. Watching them be thankful that you've released them from this need to learn this lesson. Three, feeling lighter and brighter and starting to fill your body again. Four, feeling more and more in your body, ready to come back, ready to be what you need to be in this person's life. Realizing that you don't need to have them be difficult, that you can indeed feel right. And number five, awake, alert, remembering that this person was a shining light to you and allowing them to be who they truly are the next time that you talk to them. Feel how you feel now about that person. Do you feel any lightning about them? Do you feel anything that makes you go, huh? Maybe they're not so bad. Or maybe you think, oh, I won't know till I meet them again. So you'll have to check in with yourself the next time that you're in front of that person. I want to ask you, when you were looking at that person, how do they look to you? Do they look upset? Do they look mean? How did they look before you started releasing? And what did you feel from them? Did you feel from them pain, anger? just negativity? What was it about this person that annoyed you? And how did that person look after you released them? I realized this was a really short meditation. It was one that you can go back to over and over again. So you can always replay this show and just keep putting back to that spot so you can keep going over the meditation if you need to. If you need more layers of release of this person, or if you need to have different people, of course, that you're releasing or different situations, and you can replace the person with the situation if need be. But most of the time, they're people at the base of the problem and not just a situation. So if you're looking at that person at the end of the meditation versus the beginning, how did they look? Did you see the light shining through them, through their spirit, after you took that blanket off of them? Did you get any feeling of how they were feeling afterwards? Did they feel relieved, brighter, peaceful, or joyful? Did they shift at all in your mind's eye when you were looking at them after you released them? Because ultimately, you want to feel free and, and more empowered around these people, right? And sometimes you have to make a hard decision, especially if the lesson is simply to let go and let the person move on. Sometimes the lesson is to take your power back, and that's what it entails, to let them go because you don't need them in your life anymore. Sometimes people are around you for a reason and a season 
as the, the Bible says, there's a reason and a season for things and a time for every purpose. Sometimes you're there because you need to learn from them in that year or two, you're your friend. And then they leave. Maybe, maybe they leave abruptly and maybe they leave little by little as you start distancing yourself or they do. Maybe you wonder why they're no longer in contact with you. And maybe you want them as a friend. There are ways to shift and grow. And sometimes letting go is big. And sometimes it's letting go of the person completely. And sometimes it's letting go of the issues surrounding the person, learning that lesson and growing. So stop acting the way that's bothering you. Stop doing your go-to when you're around these difficult people. Try something different. Like I said, one of the things you can try in one of those tools I gave you is to just change up your reaction. Do something different than what they expect. Think about what your go-to thing is around a specific person you know you're going to see. And if you know that thing's going to come up, the way they always talk, that always gets your goat, or the subject matter they always bring up, by all means, then go ahead and realize that you can do something different. See how they react. Because it may make them laugh, it may make them shift whatever they were going to talk about, and that could be the easiest way to do it after finding the lesson. You know also the jobs can end or morph into something slightly different. And if we can deal with the difficult people, sometimes our life will shift because of it. And don't assume when you're going into dealing with these difficult people, the worst is going to happen. Don't go in assuming this person's going to always act the same way. They're always going to be horrible. They're this awful person. Because most people at spirit, I say everybody at spirit level, is beautiful. But in a human level, it could be very pretty deep. So you may not want them around anymore. You may find a way to let them go. But you also might find a way to shift your vibration higher. Because when you do that, when you become lighter, you become more joyful, more peaceful, more filled with gratitude about things, you're going to find that people are going to react in one of three ways. They're either going to leave your area. As I said, sometimes friendship can end or jobs can change. So somebody may drop you that you're dating. You may find that a spouse asks for a divorce. So be aware that sometimes when you raise your vibration, this can happen. It doesn't happen very often because of that reason. Because there is such a thing as, well, that's the next piece. So let's finish this piece first. So that if they leave your area, you might find a coworker or boss may quit or get transferred away. If you are in a better place, if you learn the lesson or you've shifted into more gratitude and going, I don't need to be in their stuff. I can just let them be who they are and I can be in a higher place. You may also find the second way is that people stop acting in a way that bothers you. And they maybe turn to someone else if they need to keep acting that way. I had a friend who said, my husband is driving me crazy. I want a divorce, but I, he depends on me for everything. And I said, hon, if he does that, when you leave, he'll find somebody else to depend on for those things. He depends on you. You are not, and I hate to say this, irreplaceable for what he needs. If you don't want to be there, this is a friend, not a client. I may not have said that to a client. As a friend, you want them to look and learn their own lessons. You want them to give themselves that power. And it was true person found someone else, just like people always do. They don't need to necessarily depend on you to learn that lesson. 
And sometimes, and this is what I see the most if it makes you feel better, especially in my clients when I'm really paying attention to what happens and they shift and they grow and they raise their vibration higher. They have other people around them raising their vibration too, which is what I was going to say earlier. They do this thing called entrainment. They get in line with you. All of a sudden, their vibration raises up and you shift and they shift. And all of a sudden, maybe you did all the work and you raised your vibration, but they are kind of coming along with you. They get happier. They get better communications because you've done the work and your raising up helps them. This person may seem to shift overnight and it might seem really easy. They may just do it and you're going, look, I paid all the money, I did all the work, and they're getting all the benefit. But that's really not the case because you're both benefiting from it. Yes, it's true if you did all the work in your mind, but they are shifting up, which makes your life so much better. Remember that not all people are difficult to all people. Only certain people are difficult for you. Not everybody in your life. Someone you love could be difficult to somebody else or someone you find impossible to deal with could be someone's absolute go-to person that they love. And realize that different agendas, different temperaments, different values or morals, different vibration. I talked about all these things. If they're too different, you're going to feel uncomfortable with this person. It's just a lesson that you're learning. It's something that even if you don't figure out the lesson that I spoke about, you can still realize that it's the case. And realize that the level of difficulties that you're going through with somebody really depends on how deep a connection level you want and how invested you are in the relationship. So if you're really upset and annoyed, it's probably somebody you actually want to be connected to. And by all means, realize that being this person that you want to be, letting this difficult person go in one way or another, is only going to improve your life and make you have a more joyful, peace-filled life when you learn how to deal with these people. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, Give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect2joy.com. Today's gonna be. Gonna be a good, good day, yeah.